Hello, I am Jennifer Lynn Purcell, aka Evertunia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD Project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD Project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. Hi, I would like to thank the NVLD project for helping me spread the word about my small, safe Zoom group on the third Saturday of the month. The next one is on the 20th of March. You can find the link by going to Facebook to Living with NLD or email me for the link or the NVLD project. And if you do plan on coming, please uh, say that you are coming to the event that is on the Facebook page for Living with NLD. And I hope to see you there at that event. The last one that happened was the biggest one yet. Seven people came, and I think it went quite well. So hope to see you there. Bye. Also, I would like to thank the NVLD project for sending me a care package for doing all my hard work for these podcasts and for being an advocate for NVLD and being a good member in the community. I really appreciate the care package I got. If you want to know what is in the care package, uh, there were two t-shirts and four pens and a little notepad and um a card thank you card for them i posted pictures of them on facebook and instagram living with nld is the name of the page pages for both facebook and instagram so you can go find it and thank you for everyone who has donated to the fundraiser for my birthday so far for the nvld project I really appreciate your support, and I believe that we can get to the goal of 1,000. We are already at 180, so we are almost there. Thank you. Bye. Hello. So today, today's episode is about the myths of NL, NVLD. So today we are going to discuss common myths of NVLD. So... Today's article, or one of the articles we are going to use, is titled Six Common Myths About Nonverbal Learning Disabilities, or NLD, from understood.org, an article by Erica 
Pentino, I think is how you say her last name. Sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. So the first myth is, quote, because they're so verbal, kids with NVLD don't struggle in school. Fact. It's true that kids with NVLD tend to be talkative and have a large vocabulary. They can also remember a lot of information and enjoy sharing it. But it's not an academic advantage to have a nonverbal learning disability. While there's a lot of ways to help kids with NVLD at school, NVLD can create obstacles related to spatial skills, organization, and understanding abstract information. Kids with NVLD may also struggle with math, scientific concepts, and reading comprehension, end quote. So I would agree with this because I was verbal growing up, but I did struggle in school. That's why my parents had to help me so much. And then when they couldn't help me, they, like with, because of subjects like math, writing, science, history, got to the level of difficulty that they couldn't help me anymore. Um, this was true because I was learning new things or things in a way that they hadn't learned them in school. So they got confused. And that's when they had to get me tutors. And that was beginning in middle school and into high school as well. So they got me tutors for basically every subject. Um, which helped a lot. And these tutors were from the congregation of the church that my mom started. So myth number two, quote, kids with NVLD do not pay attention. <laughs> False. Fact, when your child doesn't follow your instructions for paying, sorry, for making pancakes or skip several steps on a school project, it can seem like she's or he's not trying hard or isn't paying attention. In fact, it's not unusual for teachers or doctors to initially suspect that a child with NVLD has ADHD. Kids with NVLD, though, are actually paying close attention to what's going on around them. They just have trouble separating information from unimportant, sorry, separating important information from unimportant information. So let me say that again. They just have trouble separating important information from unimportant information. They process each piece of information as it comes in instead of sifting through it for what's most relevant. And that makes it hard for them to stay organized and follow directions, end quote. Boy, does that myth make me think of a lot of things. And it's true because I can remember when I was in class, my first few college class is I would have issues with knowing what to take notes on because I was trying to absorb the information the professor was saying as I was making notes. But if you fast forward two years to when I had my accommodations and I could record my 
lectures, I took notes on some parts of the class that I knew were more important because of the readings. This made it easier. After all, I didn't have to worry so much about missing information because I could go back to the recording if needed. And I didn't have to worry about going to the bathroom and missing something that I would have to write down because the recording did it for me. It recorded everything. Even a, you know, another fellow student's comment, which was kind of cool. And really nobody else knew I was recording, except for the teacher, of course, because they approved it. Um, but really, none of the other students knew I was recording, unless they, you know, looked over at it and knew what I was doing, which they might have if they were smart enough to figure that out. And hey, they went to Berkeley, they probably were able to figure it out. Um, or if they were in my study groups, they, they knew what I was doing. But anyways, um, myth number four. Quote, kids outgrow and BLD. <laughs> Not true. That's just my own comment. <laughs> Fact, although trouble with motor coordination and social skills may look like growing pains, Kids with NBLD do not outgrow these challenges, unfortunately. <laughs> NBLD and the issues that come with it will remain throughout adulthood. NBLD might appear to go away, though, as children get older and learn to cope. For instance, motor skills training and social skill training can help kids with NBLD re relate better to other kids and build self-esteem. End quote. So that is true. You can work on your challenges and make your life easier. That's what I try to do. I can definitely relate to myth four because I can remember when I thought that I could overcome my challenges with NBLD by overcoming, I mean, making them disappear and not coming back. That would, they would poof, be gone. And just like that, this is not true. I have gone, I have gotten better at many things like social skills, my motor skills and math, but I still struggle a little in those areas today. And I still struggle in driving also to mention that one. When I do math in my head, it takes longer than a neurotypical because I have an LD and a slower mentally, a slower mental calculating speed. Have to slow down a little bit but i'm faster at it than i used to be because i've worked so hard at improving the skill i still struggle with social skills when i'm talking with my best friends because sometimes i'm not sure if they're interested in the same thing as i am like if they don't want to hear about my amavic appointment how it went i mean or not but they actually did so I told them about it. That Amavic, if you don't know what that is, that's a self-injection you can take for chronic migraines and I recently started that in January so yeah. Um, when in doubt just ask your friends about what you want to share with them before going and making a fool of yourself and jumping into a topic that you think they might be interested in. 
At least that's my thought process. I've gotten better at fine motor skills because I keep trying to do sports and tasks that should be difficult for people with NLD. But I still have challenges with driving, as I said before, now because I don't do it as often as I used to. So I've lost trust in my abilities and wonder if they will ever come back. I do know deep down they will because I don't give up easily, especially when it, I want to keep trying to do something that gives me more independence. And by the way, I have been working on driving with my mom and it is slowly coming back. I am confident more days than some days at doing it, but I'm getting better slowly but surely at parking in a parking lot and a space. And um, I am also getting better at driving on the freeway. Um, so I'm getting better at it. Uh, myth five, quote, kids with NVLD do not like sports. <laughs> Damn, that's not true. <laughs> that was my comment. Kids with NVLD might really like, might really enjoy sports is the fact. Unfortunately, they often have difficulty with gross motor skills, which prevent them from making smooth, coordinated movements because sport activities are much harder for them. They may become anxious about gym class and avoid playing sports altogether. If your children or child has NVLD and is interested in sports, explore sports sports recommended for kids who have trouble with motor skills, social skills, and more. End quote. So, I love sports when I was growing up and still do. I didn't choose sports that had more gross motor skills like basketball, baseball, golf, hockey, or tennis. Just to name a few. But, choose the one but i chose the ones that with fewer gross motor skills like skiing running martial arts and currently surfing although i picked these sports i still had challenges learning them probably due to having an vld because it does make you have slower reflexes and more difficulty to do to do things that require multitasking but like I mentioned earlier, I don't give up easily when I love to do something like running and skiing. Like I remember I used to fall a lot when I was running and also with skiing, but because I did Aikido, the martial art, I knew how to fall properly, not all tight and bunched up, but very loose goosey-goosey, as they would say. And that made, probably made me not get as many injuries and bruises. Well, I still got bruises, but I have never broken a bone. I've sprained and twisted things, but I've never broken a bone. And that's probably why, if I were to guess why. So, quote, myth six. Kids with NVLD don't try hard enough to make friends and fit in. Eh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having fun doing that. Fact, no matter how hard they 
try to connect kids with NBLD often lack the key social skills needed to easily make and keep friends. They may not recognize that a shy classmate who's smiling is trying to initiate a conversation. They may also misread another child's aloof tone of voice as an invitation, sorry, invitation to play. Social skills training and other options can help them to better see and understand social skills or cues. End quote. I can definitely relate to this one too because I remember growing up being very shy. It was due to having not sufficient social skills at the age. At that age, I d- did not know because I wasn't aware of having NVLD at that age. I didn't know I had it for sure until I was 19, and I suspected when I was in high school that I would that something was up because I always compared myself to my brother since math and writing were easier for him than for me. He didn't need tutors like I did to get through middle school and high school. I'm not saying that my brother didn't try hard to pass his classes because he did, but I don't think he cried over it as many times as I did or had to have his teachers re-describe something to him that they previously had described to him just the day before as mine did. So that was the end of that article. The next article I would like to share with you is myths and facts from the, are myths and facts from the article titled nonverbal learning disabilities, myth or fact. And this one is a myth. Students with nonverbal learning disabilities make friends easily and work well in group activities. Fact, it can be very difficult for someone with NLD to work in group settings as they tend to not pick up quickly on nonverbal social cues such as body language and facial expressions. Students with NLD will often prefer to work independently, end quote. I do remember it being difficult for me to do group projects in school because, say in college, because sometimes the other group members wouldn't do the work to the same degree as I would. The only time this wasn't true was when I was in groups supervised by an adult that helped because they would make sure that everyone did the work they were supposed to do. Thank you for those adults. Next one. Quote, this is a myth. Students with NLD prefer smaller campuses. Although, indeed, students with NLD may initially have difficulty navigating a large city, or campus, students have attended small, medium, and large universities and college campuses having a pre-orientation of the campus and tour of the town can go a long way to help ease the, the anxiety, end quote. This is so true about the orientation. I remember 
that it was helpful that UC Berkeley was a small campus, so I could navigate it easily. But Berkeley was a big city. I got used to navigating it because I had visited my brother every spring break I had in high school as a birthday present for myself. Um, well, as a birthday present for my parents, I should say, actually. And that helped me because he went to Berkeley when I was in high school. And so I got familiar with the, how the campus looked and where some things were on campus. Uh, although he was in Haas business and I was in sociology. So those two different parts of the campus, two different majors, but that's okay. I, you know, I was all around campus with him and that made it easy for me to become familiar with it. What also helped was I would take buses and use Google Maps when I was attending college so that I wouldn't get lost because I knew that my sense of direction was off. I don't always remember where east, west, and north, and south are. So, as I wrap up, whether you have NLD or not, today you have learned something new about the myths and facts about it. And the ones that you have, and ones that have it like me, and many other individuals still struggle with these challenges today that were, stuck, were discussed in this episode and many other episodes. I would like to hear from my audience to see what myths and facts you have heard about NLD. This should be fun. Please comment on livingwithnld.com or email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com with the answer or leave it in a review at Apple Podcast or comment on YouTube channel. And also, I hope you enjoyed listening today and talk to you next Friday. Bye. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living With NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.